I V M. The pandemic has pushed many sectors that were predominantly marketed through physical experiences to scale up digital connections. This has not just changed the way they market and connect with their consumers, but also evolved how they structure their teams and broader frameworks of building brand and consumer experiences. One of the segments that has seen this evolution the most is the automotive sector. And today I have Vivek Srivatsa, the head of marketing for passenger cars at Tata Motors. and advertising is dead to discuss the digital model how it's evolved the consumer brand relationship and how he sees the future of this whole digital experience evolving all this and more on this week's episode of advertising is dead i'm going to girala be right back with vivek shrivatsa welcome back to advertising is dead uh, with vivek hi vivek welcome to the show Thank you so much. Pleasure being here. Well, I wanted to actually, when I was preparing for this conversation, uh, one of the first things I I thought about is that as we have moved from a largely physical and partially digital existence as human beings, and now moved to largely digital and partially physical in that sense, um, from a wider and more macro point of view, how have you seen marketing as a function itself evolve? How have you seen that entire aspect kind of change? i think uh, you know it's uh, something i've said often the last uh, year or so post uh, you know the pandemic hitting us i think marketing has probably is one area which has changed the most uh, probably we've accelerated about 5 years uh, mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of what uh, we would have evolved in a normal uh, period of time yeah. so huge changes obviously uh, you know uh most of the mass media uh, effectiveness were had to be rethought and uh, how do we reach out to customers like you and me who are sitting in front of their screens at home yeah. uh whereas uh, you know the traditional uh, tenets of uh, mm-hmm. you know mass marketing and mass communication has changed completely so huge changes i think uh, changes for the better in some case uh, in some cases i uh, i guess marketers like me had to make uh, very tough calls and make uh, i would say uh, you know be more nimble in terms of making uh, tough calls as well um, yeah. from a mindset point of view so yeah. extremely challenging but at the same time since it's so future facing varun uh, it's been pretty exciting as well you, know, you mentioned future facing right and that's actually i mean this this leapfrogging ahead of how we function how um, uh, how everything works um, How, how has that kind of changed the consumer? Like you know, you would have always looked at a consumer in a certain way, and I you know, especially in the in the automobile category, it was always to to get them to the showroom and then over there and post that it's the it's the trial and it's the purchase, which is I, I which I remember was uh, whenever I worked with 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 a with a brand which is in, in this category has was always the the route you would kind of take is to push them to that, um and and now in this in this digital form, how has the consumer changed? How has their purchase patterns? How they look at this particular category changed from a consumer point of view i guess uh, you know the entire way a customer approaches his buying journey and i'm here talking about any kind of product that he buys it could be consumables it could be high involvement purchases like um, automotive or maybe electronics or even jewelry uh, the entire approach and the time frame taken has changed 
and all of us are consumers at some point of time mm-hmm. i think we recognize that the biggest change is in terms of uh, you know how convenient it, uh, it can be and your convenience is basically defined by can i get it uh, in my doorstep mm-hmm. uh, do i trust uh, the seller or the purchase process to give me the right product um, exactly what i'm looking for so that uh, you know i'm I, i'm not misled uh and uh, get a similar looking product or something doesn't suit myself third aspect is uh, the element of trust uh, i think consumers have uh, quickly shortlisted uh, what are the channels that uh, you know give them the right product but also gives a caveat of uh, you probably returning or exchanging the product in case it doesn't suit them that's a large change in mindset but like you said uh, automotive has been a very touch and feel kind of a category and obviously the first uh, touch is a touch by eye when you have to look at the product yeah. and uh, when customers don't go out at all when uh, looking at cars on the road become that much uh, less uh, possible um, the other thing we've noticed also is that even when customer goes out now customers go out now um, casual uh, mindset where you just look around at my things around you is far lesser Mm-hmm. it's a much more focused kind of uh, stepping out that we do you know yeah. we just finish whatever work we have to do even um, the so called casual outings are much more focused time bound yeah. probably so uh, attention span becomes very very difficult in this conditions and it's a big challenge for uh, high involvement high emotion products like automotive where you attract customers by the way the car looks the design of the car the color of the car and uh, you know that becomes a huge part of the i would say positive voice in, mm. in terms of brand so we've used uh, some kind of digital interventions tech interventions to overcome mm. that second of course is how do we uh, reach a customer or reach uh, the product to the customer in this digital age and uh, i think this is oft repeated kind of a phrase but out of the many steps in an automotive buying journey the attempt is to maximize how many of them can get to digital and today mm. many of us in the automotive space are clear that apart from two interventions one is a test drive if the customer mm. requires it and second is the delivery which is largely preferred to be in physical uh, contact but most of the other steps can actually be done online and sitting uh, in the customer's desk or at his home so it's a big change um, like i said to summarize how do you get the digital yeah. technologies yeah. to work yeah. you know i can't help but use that cliche but digital mm. is really here to stay yeah. and uh, how do you make him confident about his purchase process online yeah. yep the whole point were going out of our homes with a sense of purpose is interesting right because I, it's so true it's like every time you go out for the smallest of of things that you have to do to even say i love the fact that you said the casual outings have also gone out with the purpose cuz like i will go here i will do this and i will come back you're not you're not letting it you're not uh, you're not just going out and figuring things out anymore you, it's not you, open ended yeah, yeah the visits yeah. are not open yeah totally uh, and i also have seen one trend and this is something which i've seen uh, there were a lot of people who had moved away from owning cars and they said okay let's let me just uber it let me just take an ola and and i've realized that a lot of them have started to purchase vehicles and i know people who like like at senior levels in 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 a professional space but real didn't want the driving experience but at some point now they all say i think it's it's a safety piece now that they're all wanting to own 
and in some ways that's a whole new subset of consumer for you to have been able to kind of bring in who at some point i think the the competition was different versus what it is right now in that sense um so when you are personalizing for like you know obviously uh the kinds of consumers you would focus on before plus this is new i'd say covid induced consumer uh or other because of covid they they're looking at purchasing their own on on cars and 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 on vehicles um how has your personalization of, of how you look at all consumers how you target them and work with them change you're right you know uh, i think covidization has uh, obviously dramatically hit the fleet uh, business mm-hmm. uh, and uh, also you know there was a huge uh, segment of customers who we call the one car household you know, mm-hmm. where if the one person in the household uses a car the other one or to uh, uber it or if i can use a virtually or roughly <laughs> never take a taxi um, you know but uh, i think that's changed uh, you know most people have gone uh, there's a huge shift towards multiple car households now mm. um, it's become a necessity uh, also the fact that uh, you know to some extent uh, the prioritization of buying a car has changed you know uh, i keep saying that uh, it used to be roti kapra makan but mm. somewhere now in the top 3 a car figures mm, you know yeah. so that's changed because uh, it's become a very a basic form of uh, safe travel and bu- safety bubble even when you go out of your house yeah. in terms of personalization you say when we use the same uh, uh, this is one area where i think uh, car marketing has changed significantly um, we use the same tools that it's available to most digital marketing so all kind of databases you know all kind of customer cohorts if you can call them mm. and try and uh, gives uh, information which is pertinent to that kind of cohort uh, we have still not moved to a very individual individualistic level of our customized communication mm. um, partly because we when I, I, mean, uh, i think it is a little too intrusive and also uh, we feel that uh, that level of interaction can probably be helped once a customer becomes part of our company you know, one, mm. once a consumer or a, or a uh, intender becomes a customer mm. and then we can probably address him by name acknowledge that we know his daily routine his or her daily routines but uh, right now customization uh, at least from tata motors we kind of uh, focused around the cohorts uh, you know cohorts are basically in terms of what have been their usage patterns what have been their buying processes is geographical location it's a mix of demographics psychographics and many other mm. uh, uh, you know information that is available uh, freely uh, uh, you know being from the tata group we are uh, very very sensitive in terms of what is the kind of information that we can use and we should not and we always focus that in case we use consumer info, consumers information it should be firstly obviously that it is uh, with their consent second is is it going to benefit the customer rather than benefiting us you know these are two filters we put in but uh, yes it's a huge change in terms of cohort based communication and uh, where we able to actually ascertain which car might suit which kind of a customer and be very specific about that no i like the fact that you said that you know there's a certain point at which you need to stop um and not necessarily go as far before they become a customer and then really go personalize post that and i feel the the post purchase part i think and i don't think that's just a um, effect of the last two years but in general one of the things digital has i feel done as well is that at many times the the job kind of ended at sale 
but it's really now i think especially marketing has really helped kind of extend us in how are you kind of uh, working with or rather connecting with the consumer even post sale right? how are you building that relationship over the long term so you're not just looking at future pieces you're looking at how service happens you're looking at just i feel there's, there's something there that digital has enabled um and now obviously Absolutely. become much larger um yeah. how do you look at the, the i obviously want to touch upon the first part about how we, we look at data and, and and that point where you, you hit stop but i'd love to kind of first get into how post purchase um how you look at that consumer and how you can kind of build that long standing relationship see um I mean, the need for post purchase engagement we call it customer engagement has always been recognized but i think that's where digital has played a huge role where we can actually uh, classify segment uh, the information in such a way that you know uh, use the information to benefit the customer make our own customers life easier and that's been the focus and digital has helped us do and do that you know so uh, if i could take some examples uh, if you know the usage pattern of one of our customers and mm. what, what time of the day he prefers to give the car for service and usually mm. how many months or weeks he takes to cover a, a time period between two services it becomes extremely easy for us to proactively tell the customer that listen hey i mean i think we think your service is coming up shortly we know that you prefer to do it on a monday between 12 to 5 in the evening can we fix an uh, fix an appointment for you in the coming mondays something like that um, that really benefits the customer and has a huge impact in terms of how uh, well the customer bonds the, with the company you know it becomes uh, uh, a huge aspect of our net promoter score as we call it you know yeah. in fact uh, the satisfaction with this kind of proactive and beneficial customer engagement is much higher than even if uh, the product is doing great in some in, in some cases so very very important part i just gave you probably a very very tiny uh, example but it can it can go to um, many many lengths in terms of how we engage constantly meaningfully uh, and in a positive manner with our current customers and digital has helped us tremendously in that uh, i would think that we are probably at about 5% of where we should be mm. uh, but it's a journey which has begun do you also feel that it's instead of looking at you no know, okay there is certain way you focus on a consumer pre purchase certain way doing that purchase period then then this post they're always in a bit of a silo um, now do you see that almost like uh, to take a digital term that digital model is almost built a, a, a seamless user experience in that sense it should be it's an idealistic situation for companies to be able to do that and the fact that we are even able to conceptualize it is due to a digital where we are able to measure and track customer experiences and hold all the experiences at the same scale so um, if you look at tata motors we are ideally not there we are still not there at the ideal level i would say uh, but it's definitely uh, one area where we want to focus and uh, grow in. And, and how do you balance and, and i know that when we talk about this we always talk about digital right we don't necessarily talk about the physical and i feel that that's still such a strong part of the entire function and i have to remind people sometimes that you know just because you're calling it it's called digital uh, as much as the term is it still has the fee at the beginning like we Absolutely. haven't forgotten that physical um and and obviously that will go through its own evolution but um what are you seeing in in that aspect of it what what do you see changes happening there i think uh, 
very good question because physical, it's not that we forget, but we forget that, uh, you know, uh, how much digital actually sets the template for a customer's expectation from mm. physical. Uh, you Many a time we see that there's a great experience online, uh, but when the, you know, the customer moves over the line, as we call it, into the physical mm. world, there's a huge uh, contrast in terms of brand experience, customer experience. And that's where, uh, like I briefly mentioned earlier, we need to set the same parameters and same level of performance uh, evaluation in the physical side as well. Um, as a uh, you know, as a marketing guy, I would like to have the same experiences from a brand experience point of view, the same messages, the same nuances in terms of what triggers the customer's uh, purchase intention. Uh, has to be equal both in physical and uh, digital side. So a lot of work is happening in terms of uh, the ambiences of our showroom, the level of digital integration into the physical aspects as well. Uh, again, uh, if when a customer has visited our website and visits our showroom, it shouldn't be a situation where we start from zero at the showroom. Hmm. Um, we should be able to kind of realize that this is a customer who's already had a little bit of journey on the digital side and this is the product he's showing interest in and it's a ongoing conversation when he comes to the showroom. So that those are certain small but very significant aspects which are going to make uh, you know the digital journey of customers uh, far more stickier when it comes to brand brands and customers are really going to hold us accountable for that you know, to the extent that if uh, a, a brand gives a very good digital journey but doesn't follow up physically, then I don't think it's going to cut ties with the customer. We have a bunch more things to discuss. We'll write back after the break. Welcome back to Advertising is Dead uh, with Vivek. Uh, do you also see um, this entire model evolving to also make marketing a lot more efficient? Um, there's always this question about how much of it is spray and pray as the I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately bringing up too many cliche terms right now in this conversation, but uh, okay. um, I, I will just go with it. That seems to be the first thing that comes to my mind. But there was a lot of that. Um, do you feel that it's um, that the way marketing has evolved, and not not necessarily again? I'm not focusing on the last year and odd, but over time, as as you've gotten deeper into looking at data, looking at how cons- you work consumers, have are you seeing it being more efficient and in in that sense? So. I wouldn't um, use the word efficient, you know, mm. by efficient, if you uh, mean that we spend lesser money to get the same amount of customers, not really, because uh, I think what's happened now is we have much better visibility to customers even before they come to our showrooms or visit our websites. Mm. So a lot of work is uh, a lot of work and maybe spend as well uh, is going into the upper funnel act, as we call mm. it, you know. Uh, upper funnel is basically when probably once a customer searches for a particular brand um, and uh, you know we know that this is a customer who's probably likely to become a, uh, come to our showrooms in six months time so there's a lot of work which happens to be within that customer's eyesight uh, these are expands or areas which marketing never focused on earlier mm. so um, you know and uh, even though I'm a marketer, I'll say marketing will never be efficient. <laughs> there will always be a lot of areas which apparently are a waste of money. Mm. Uh, but it's only, uh, you know, uh, when you actually are able to thread the, you know, beads together across mm. the journey, 
that you can see that actually that aspect of spend has helped you at some other level. Um, there's this huge, uh, you know, uh, obsession now with attributed uh, sales as well, mm. where, you know, uh, a lot of work might have happened on digital uh, to prime the customer into buying yeah. the car, but ultimately he's uh, kind of ending up in your showroom. And we don't realize that he's actually a customer who's come through the digital funnel, you know. So yeah. these are minor things. But I think uh, what's happened is uh, uh, the scope of marketing has become uh, much broader. Uh, you know, we are able to influence the customer, like uh, you said, much before uh, he's actually turned a customer. And mm. even afterwards, in term, we spoke about the customer journey. There's a huge element of uh, customer engagement and, uh, you know, database marketing to our own customers to keep him, you know, engaged. And in our industry, um, uh, having a customer also means that you can upgrade him to uh, higher-end products and more expensive products down the line. So those are areas where marketing monies were not spent too much earlier. But um, now and in the future, we'll see a much bigger spread of uh, marketing monies across the buying cycle. Uh, turning it to the other side, um, do you see the the kind of teams that make up marketing teams today having changed quite a bit from what you would traditionally have um, as marketing teams? Obviously, the responsibilities and the and the and I'd say the the scope or, or rather the the holdover sale as well has become a large part of of marketing. But how have you seen the composition of the team change, especially for you? Huge change, I would say, especially in a category where I'm working in automotive, you know, um, maybe uh, about uh, one and a half decades back, the role of marketing was largely advertising and driving the traditional marketing funnel of consideration, awareness and uh, intention to buy. But today, if you look at it, we have a far more uh, integrated role with the sales team in terms of demand generation. Mm. Um, you spoke about physical retail. We, sp- we spoke about uh, customer engagement post buying. Um, there's a lot more sensitivity to be had towards the digital aspects of marketing as well. You know, and uh, loyalty programs. Uh, how do we uh, kind of uh, you know give the customer more and more benefits by being associated with a brand for a long time? So there are many many aspects which the marketing team has to really uh, you know kind of brush themselves on. I would say in a, a category like ours, uh, where the product is key, you know, and the product is a very, very important part of, uh, you know, uh, the entire uh, marketing side. Product knowledge and uh, being able to understand customer needs better, the evolution of customer needs and um, kind of uh, anticipating what's going to happen two, three years down the line. That aspect has really uh, uh, come to the fore hugely. Uh, so tracking the uh, usage and attitudes of customers, uh, how the influence and influence of other aspects of social life, you know, um, when we speak about the pandemic, but the, mm. because of the pandemic, the amount of uh, influence that the screens have on our lives have changed hugely. And hence the demand of larger screens on mm. in our cars as well. <laughs> so there are minor things like this. But uh, today I, I would call the brand manager role, uh, which is really the critical role in our organization to manage each brand, has become extremely broad, uh, right from having the idea of how the sales team, the network functions, how the customer acquisition process happens in the field, 
to the digital marketing, how to create and uh, activate the digital funnel, a uh, better understanding of con- consumer trends through the research and obviously uh, face-to-face interview with customers. And of course, the traditional aspects of uh, yeah. softer aspects of marketing, which is a glamorous aspect mm. uh, of advertising and yeah. uh, communication. You know, So very, I would say marketing today is probably in its most exciting phase uh, that it has ever been. Yeah. Uh, it has become very crucial to organizations as a kind of backbone on which the entire product development and the demand generation sits on. You know, one of the things which I, I constantly ask my guests, um, primarily because a large number of the audience we have are people who are a trying to make sure that, um, you know, if you're in college, you're trying to figure out, okay, what should I really focus on if I want to build a career in this space? Um, if I'm starting off or if I'm, I'm trying to make that mid-career shift, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what skills do I need to, you know, upgrade myself on? What skills do I need to focus on? Um, what do you feel are almost like prerequisites right now if I was to work in marketing in this um, I will not use that term again. We've used the, the the term which starts with the P and ends with an L too many times in this conversation. So I will stay away from that. But if you have to work in this uh, space, what account you are, are, are almost the key areas you need to um, focus on or rather build your capabilities on? I think a keen understanding of how consumer mindset are changing. And uh, today, fortunately, in the era of social media, hmm. information is around all of us. You know. Um, as marketeers, uh, I would urge uh, people, I mean, uh, anybody who's interested in mar- marketing to tune their uh, minds and obs- observation to have very neutral uh, sense of observation, have uh, a key eye open for uh, new needs forming, mm-hmm. new trends in terms of what the customers might uh, be looking for across uh, categories, I would say, and mm-hmm. not just limiting myself to automotive. But uh, it is this observation of people, the use of abundant information uh, available digitally, you know, whether it's the search engines or on social media feeds, there's so much of information and insights available without getting into the traditional forms of, uh, you know, market research. Mm. This is one area, you know, keen observation, a neutral approach to looking at customers without, you know, uh, having the filters of our own bias is very important. The second area is uh, not to get fall into cliches. Today, I mean, it's funny that I, we've just been talking about cliches, but there yeah. are a lot of marketing cliches. You know, for example, this is how we, um, uh, you know, market to a North Indian. This is how we market to a South Indian, and this is how these are the colors that is normally liked by people. This is the yeah. these are the festivals where you have the maximum sales. I think cliches are cliches are gone. Um, there is. Um, you know, there's so much of disruption happening that consumers are just reacting to what is required at that moment on that day. And the consumer is not thinking about cliches, you know, unless uh, it can be used as a further reason for his action, but it's not really driving the customer's action. And uh, uh, one of the dangers uh, would be in present day marketing to fall into cliches and follow cliches where we might completely lose uh, you know, the current trend and the current, uh, I would say, preferences by customers. These are two uh, large areas. Obviously, other area is about, you know, uh, not taking shortcuts to build a brand. Mm. Now I've seen a lot of cost marketing and others. It sounds good. I think it makes for very good emotional films. Mm. But is it really going to make your brand uh, 
relevant to the customer mm. is it going to uh, create a beautiful link between your product your services and your brand is something we should think about um, advertising is not about making emotional films or pretty uh, creatives yeah. uh, brand uh, brand management is much deeper than that so a lot of uh, i would say immerse immersion into uh, whatever product that you're working on and then in uh, kind of uh, flesh it out with your consum- uh, customer understanding and constant uh, pulse on the uh, what the trends in the market is is what i would suggest i, I love the fact that you you spoke about um, the whole cause piece right is that if it doesn't feel authentic to your brand at some point the consumer is smart enough right now to figure it out and they they know Absolutely. Yeah. yeah when it's seamless and it's when it's not yeah uh, how have you seen yourself evolve as a leader um, especially I, i would say the last for anybody in a leadership role last year and a half last two years has been i think one of the most challenging periods for anyone in leadership um, um how have you seen yourself evolve as a as a leader and and, and what have you uh, almost like i know i spoke about upskilling for other thing but what have you kind of learned that okay that these these are things that you added to your arsenal of sorts um in recent times yeah so in recent times right i just want yeah. to clarify <laughs> that I, you know i don't want to go back to so far that people can't recognize what you're talking about i wanted to go about. to so far my next question <laughs> is actually going to be and i'll preempt this next question gen is going to be that and i think if you want to even club them both i i always want to know is this what you set out to be when you started off so is this what you set out to be and how have you evolved as a leader i will give okay. you both I'll, of them together you can decide I'll how to answer i'll come to that later yeah because it's something it gives me some more time to think about that so yeah. i'll cover your first uh, question first so um i yeah i think it's been pretty uh, crazy the you know amount of upskilling i won't call it upskilling because it's not been formal Mm. uh you know knowledge gain but it's more reaction to what's happening around us you know uh, right from our markets have responded you know uh, people thought it's going to be all doom doom but i mean uh consumers have start, uh, you know really obsessed with this revenge purchasing kind of mm. uh, stuff you know and surprisingly automotive industry did extremely well is doing extremely well uh, managing our communication managing our launches uh, all sitting at home or uh, you know all by yourself is something mm. no nobody could have imagined so mm. it's called for a lot of uh, i would say i won't use the word innovation i would use the word adaptation uh, to how things can things can be done it's forced me and my team to really filter down many uh, many of the problems to what is the root cause what is the or i won't even call it problems many of the challenges to what really needs to be done you know many a time um, i used this mean again uh, you know i spoke about cliches earlier we realized that if there was a problem you just had a set solution mm. uh, some many a time it was just uh, like prescribing um, you know some medicine for a headache you know you mm. just do it blindly without trying to ascertain what exactly is required but mm. now the situation has forced us to dig deeper uh, go really to the crux of the issue and provide the very precise uh, action to that and for me that is a big adaptation that has happened um be it events be it marketing challenges marketing problems um be it launches new launches um it's uh, really allowed us to or forced us to uh, be very very specific very very focused on what the crux of the whole thing is and that i think would benefit all of us as we go forward 
um, if I can use a slightly, uh, you know, uh, a bit of a jargon, it's mm-hmm. allowed us to remove the uh, faff from our life, but yeah. Yeah. you know, kind of keep it extremely focused to what really matters. And I think to some extent, it it matters. It, it's true in our personal lives as well, but very much so uh, in our professional lives, especially from a marketing point. I totally agree with you on the removing the fat from our life. So that is literally been one of the core things I have learned over the last couple of There's so many things which you would focus on or rather do in your time, which you now realize that why would I you know, spend so much time in it? Yeah. <laughs> and also time to value certain things which you didn't spend enough time on, I guess. I think that's the other side of it Absolutely. in that sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Which brings me to a question which I preemptively told you about is that, um, <laughs> is this what you set out to be? Is this uh, what your plan was when you started off your career? To be honest, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I started off. <laughs> You know, I started off in sales, I spent a lot of time in sales, pretty much enjoyed it a lot because it gave me, you know, a lot of friends for life. Uh, but marketing was uh, the strategic side, you know, sales uh, kind of limits you to uh, the next month and the next quarter, mm. next year. But uh, marketing obviously has a much longer horizon to mm. for which we need to plan. And that fascinated me. Um, on the strategic side and uh, I mean I've done fairly well here so uh, no complaints I I, mean when I started off uh, in marketing I said let me get a taste of it and then maybe head back to where I belong yeah but I've been belonging to marketing for a pretty long time now (laughs) and enjoying it as well so and uh, I think I'm pretty privileged and lucky to be um, managing a marketing function for a large organization in these kind of times mm. uh, and being able to make a difference uh, not only to the organization but I also humbly believe to a few people out there in, in our, our own small way so more than happy where I am right now yeah. I, one of the reasons I ask this question that is is that you know a lot I have a lot of people who listen just starting off and they're like, okay, I need to know exactly where I'm headed. And my answer is generally that most people, if you talk to anybody who's a senior uh, person, they will always tell you they weren't necessarily sure of where they wanted to be, but it's something you find over time. Absolutely. You know, because if you're very honest about yourself, you know, you discover who you are and what you're worth at every step in life. I mean, and there's this famous saying that uh, you grow to the level of your incompetence and I don't want to, It. I think it's it's a little bit of a harsh statement, but it's mm. very, very realistic, you know. You grow to a certain level and here I don't mean levels of organization. I think um, for whoever's listening, and the young people on the, on the podcast, uh, it's not about levels of an organization. I think it's uh, the way to define a role is how big an influence you have uh, you refer to people around you and in your organization. It could it could be right at top or somewhere in the middle or at the entry level. But um, if every time you reach there, then you assess that okay, have I done full justice to my current role? And then you realize uh, if you're ready for the next. You know. So I think uh, um, you know that is a key element on which to assess career success. And also when we leave, uh, the one thing which has driven me. Uh, around and I'd like to take the liberty to say that is uh, have I left my chair richer than what I got into it mm. uh, in terms of the knowledge in terms of uh, how much it is impacting the and company and how much value added provides a company so 
as long as people are focused on making their current chair stronger mm. richer and more meaningful in the organization i think there'll always be scope to grow for that, that, that that's actually a great point to make is there i think that that really defines legacy right it's that you know and i think that's that's so important to focus on as you build and as much as there is the quarter and there is the month there is also this aspect which i think is it's far more important in the long term which you look at um and in the speaking of long term if i had to ask you and and i know that this is generally a loaded question um to say the these are almost like trends you're seeing for where some of the aspects of how marketing is going to go towards uh, in the years to come what would those be i think personalization is going to play a huge role for sure um uh, but uh, as marketers we need to be careful that on what personalization means you know uh, for me personalization means giving the right products for each individual to begin with mm-hmm. it's not about communicating to somebody sending a mailer with his name his or her name but rather use the data to uh, create the right solution or the right product for the customer so that he realizes says wow this is exactly what i need mm. not even what i thought i yeah. need uh, and i think that should be the ultimate uh, objective of marketing going forward so we can speak a lot about uh, customized communication customizable products and many things database ai based analytics and stuff but the simple goal should be able to give the customer what he really needs at uh, in the easiest possible way that he can obtain it uh, could be the you know ultimate role of marketing going forward uh, if every company uses the data uh, to reach that goal mm. i think it will be a fairly good journey for marketers um now as 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 we come towards the end of every episode i ask my guests a set of questions which are not not, not at all about the work um it's I, and i generally ask the same questions i always find that this is something which the audience enjoys and I, and most times the guests enjoy as well um so if i had to ask you uh, apart from what you do in your in 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 your position or in your job what do you spend a lot of time doing or focusing on beyond that that uh, people would not know about like what 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 is your uh, beyond work um, i want to call it past time i could be doing something or consuming something uh, so i i love to hear what that is for you so i am uh, i have a passion for running so mm-hmm. i spend a lot of my time in that probably close to an hour every day uh, running and that's kind of kept me sane little bit healthy yeah. but it's also my me time where i think about uh, many many things in mm. life without being disturbed by phone calls or doorbells or other stuff so that is uh, you know a kind of a pencil in i would say it solves <laughs> many problems in my life you know so yeah. it takes care of health it, it gives me my me time yeah. it gives me time to ponder about many things without being disturbed so yeah that's one aspect i totally agree. i think um, running and, and the more people i speak to who who do enjoy running on a on a daily basis tell me that that one hour which it's almost like meditation because you Absolutely. are not necessarily you so connected to yourself and it's just you and that uh, feeling of 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 movement that really you know makes makes it something else altogether true um what can you put together in an instant <laughs> in an instant yeah apart from maggi maybe a, <laughs> a a story to sell my product 
Um, anything you've read, watched, or listened to recently that you'd recommend um, people should check out? Not read too much, uh, but you know the one of the reads that I always uh, go back to in terms of pure inspiration is Dominic Lapierre's uh, uh, book around about Gandhi. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a fabulous it's, one, actually. That's a great yeah, one to read. Yeah, yeah. So it's. Uh, it, it's not uh, freedom at midnight actually so mm-hmm. it's not something uh, it's not a political statement mm-hmm. i'm making but it's just the style of writing mm-hmm. and also the recognition that even even the most uh, difficult situations have uh, solutions mm-hmm. you know uh, i think it's very inspirational and i do go back to that very often um and my closing of question which generally is an adaptation of the name of the show um to what i have to ask you is um why do you think marketing will not die <laughs> marketing is value creator you know at its core it's a value creator in the organization um at diff- various levels you know at the basic level it's about letting people know about the products and services that you have but beyond a point once competition comes in uh, it creates a traditional edge so that you can sell your product at that small higher price or higher profit to survive uh, competition yeah. better. So it's almost like the heartbeat of an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have the best brain, but you if you don't have a healthy heart, you might yeah. not last too long. So marketing, uh, I would say, is the heartbeat which adds value to an organization. Thank you so much, Vivek. It's been fabulous having you on the podcast. Um, and there's so many Same. pointers here for people to take. And um, I hope it was fun for you as well. And, and thank you for coming on Advertising is Dead. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Uh, really enjoyed it, Varun. Thank you for the opportunity. Bye. Yep. If you like this podcast and you want to listen to more podcasts like this, head over to the IBM Podcast website or app or where you get your podcast from and look at all the podcasts that IBM makes. There's some really fun stuff there.